sleep. How much sleep is necessary? How much did you get? What are the effects of sleeping too much or too little? Today we'll be informing you about these looming questions through interviews, research, and personal experiences. As usual, I'm Ethan Busso. I'm Connor Buckley. And I'm Jeff Braun. Welcome to the Pod Squad. So how are you guys feeling today? Good. A little tired. I'm feeling pretty good. All right. That's good to hear. Let's get into sleep. Sleep is a pretty interesting topic. I don't know about you guys, but nowadays I feel like the amount of sleep I get has slowly been decreasing. Yeah, me too. And every time I wake up tired, I promise myself, I'll go to bed early the next night, and I never do. I think the culprit could be our devices or an overload of homework. Sometimes I'll be up late doing homework, which takes away from the amount of sleep I should be getting. Also, taking in blue light from my phone can mess up my sleep. What are your thoughts, Ethan? It probably is. The last thing I see before I close my eyes is normally my phone or my iPad. Well, I've done some research, and according to the Sleep Foundation, using TVs, tablets, phones, and other electronic devices before you go to bed sets your body's internal clock back. The devices suppress the release of the sleep-inducing hormone, melatonin, and makes it more difficult to fall asleep. This is due to the artificial blue light that these devices emit. Wow. Do devices affect your deep sleep too? Yes. Using your devices before bed usually delays the onset of REM sleep, reducing the total amount of REM sleep you will get. The next morning, you'll compromise your, this will compromise your alert, alertness. Over time, these effects can add up, and eventually you can get chronic deficiency in sleep. So is REM sleep deep sleep? Yes, they're all. There are actually a few stages of REM sleep. Yeah, I've learned a little bit of the psychological aspect of sleep. There are three stages of non-REM sleep. Stage one, you your eyes are closed, but it's easy to wake up. This phase may last for about five to ten minutes. Stage two, you are in light sleep. Your heart rate slows and your body temperature lessens. Your body is getting ready for deep sleep. This can last for about ten to twenty-five minutes. And stage three. This is the deep sleep stage. It's harder to arouse you during this stage. And if someone woke you up, you will feel disoriented for a few minutes. Okay, also I was wondering if you could give me the rundown of what good sleep looks like. I know this sounds crazy, but good sleep for a person of our age is like seven to nine hours. You need to find a sweet spot between 7 and 9, or else you could end up suffering from insomnia or hyperinsomnia, which is lack of sleep or too much sleep. These things both can have negative effects on you. Wow. I can guarantee that most people our age are not getting that amount of sleep per night. Too many distractions, school and sports always keep me up. Yeah, I should start trying to get that amount of sleep to see the effect it has on me. What are some of the effects of bad sleep? I was able to find some information from Healthline, and they listed a ton of effects that might resonate with some of us. The first set of effects are sleepiness, yawning, and daytime fatigue. Well, I'm not surprised. I usually do all these things throughout the school day. Oh, for sure. I'm always yawning or getting sleepy during my third period in math class. I'm lucky to have my study hall right after so that I can get a nap if I need one. Third period is a killer, especially when you're getting a lecture each day. 
you end up wanting to go to sleep. Some more effects of lack of sleep I want to talk about are impulsive behavior, depression, or anxiety. Luckily, I don't experience any of these three things, but if I were, I'd definitely want to focus on getting more sleep. These are some major effects. I've never heard about these effects. Are there more? Of course, there's more. The last three effects I found were weight gain, diabetes, and lack of concentration. Man, I didn't think there could be this many effects. I really need to start focusing on sleep and seeing if I'm a victim to any of these effects when I don't get sleep. Same here. I think I can now explain why some of my test grades are why they are. The night before these tests, I must not have gotten enough sleep, so I wasn't concentrating. I'd have to say the same thing about playing sports. It's kind of scary to think about what can happen if you don't get a good night's sleep after doing all this research. I don't know about you guys, but you can catch me from getting 7 to 9 from here on out for sure. I went on to mnational.org, and one thing I found interesting was how you are more likely to be sick with less sleep. Really? Yes, when you're sleeping, your whole body is charging itself, including your immune system. It makes the antibodies you need in the deepest parts of your sleep. If you are cutting those short, you won't have them, and you'll find yourself two times more likely to catch a cold. What's the amount of sleep you need for your immune system to be at its best? Uh, More than seven. Wow. There are some interesting phases of sleep. I was able to get an interview on Zoom with prep student Brock Laney to see what his experience with sleep has been. He's involved in sports, takes difficult classes, and relates to a lot of us. So I wanted to see what he had to say about how sleep affects him. How many, how many hours of sleep do you get per night, bro? Uh, probably six, six and a half. This really surprises me. Brock seems like a kid who would get eight to ten hours of sleep per night. I think that this shows the effect the devices can have on sleep. This kid has an addiction to Netflix, which definitely affects his sleep. Why would you say sleep is important to you? Uh, sleep's important to me because, you know, I got a lot going on during the day with school, you know, baseball, workouts, homework when I get home. Uh, you got to be energized, got to get enough sleep so, uh, you know, you can perform to your best ability during these activities, you know? I can relate a lot to this. I feel like I need a good night's sleep in order to stay alert and ready for anything during the day. If I don't get my sleep, then I feel the need to nap. Getting the right amount of sleep definitely helps me when I'm playing soccer or when I'm at school. Yeah, I tend to want to leave school if I'm feeling drowsy or tired. When I don't get my sleep, I'm a whole different person. Uh, How would you say you feel when you get more sleep versus when you get less sleep? When I get more sleep, I'm definitely, you know, I'm just more energized, uh, just a happier person. Uh, I'm able to perform better in school and after school activities. And uh... This was the last point we touched on. I think, he, I think he sums it up pretty well for most of us. When you get more sleep, you tend to be happier. Yeah, I think most of us can relate to a lot of what Brock said. I also got an interview with my brother in college, so we can see how sleep has changed for him from high school to college.
How much do you sleep per night? Uh, probably about six hours at most. If I'm lucky, I'll get eight with a few naps, but usually it's around six. I don't nap. Do you guys nap? Oh yeah, I love to nap. I literally never do, to be honest, unless I'm extremely tired. I've done some research, and here's what I've found. According to the Sleep Foundation, there are many benefits of napping. Napping during the day diminishes homeostatic sleep drive, which can help us feel more awake and perform better. Obviously, we all know what homeostatic sleep drive is, but why don't you just explain a little bit more for the listeners? Homeostatic sleep drive is the technical term for feeling of pressure to sleep. When we wake up from a good night's sleep, your homeostatic sleep drive is low. The pressure slowly increases throughout the day until bedtime. When we feel sleepy, sleeping at night decreases sleep pressure and the cycle begins the next day. So, what are the benefits of napping? The benefits are reducing sleepiness, improved learning, memory foundation, and regulating emotions. Are there any negatives to napping? Napping is different is definitely not for everyone. In fact, some people find napping counterproductive. Napping can help reduce the pressure to sleep, but it can make falling asleep at night difficult. Sleep inertia, which is sleepiness after waking up from a nap, can help too. Sleep inertia can be minimized by taking shorter naps. Sleep between high school and college. Uh, definitely different in college because uh, my life now is not quite as organized as it was in high school. Um, in college, you, people around me usually stay up a little bit later, and so do I. So, I mean, it usually makes my bedtime a little bit later than it should be. I think college will definitely make everyone lose some sleep. It's going to be hard with everyone around you staying up later, more homework, and a lot more studying. Yeah, this really doesn't surprise me. Living on your own in college with some friends will definitely lessen your sleep no matter where you end up. With more sleep? Um, well, my body's kind of gotten adjusted to uh, the lack of sleep. Um, so, honestly, if I get too much sleep, I, I feel sometimes more tired than uh, if I got my normal six hours of sleep. Cool. I'm the same way. I have a certain amount of hours I need in order to make me feel good. Yeah, your body has an internal clock set, and most people have the sweet spot of how many hours they need to get. We also put together a survey of 50 crank prep students, and the average hours of sleep per night was about six and a half hours. Wow. I wonder if that varies between grades. I feel like it has to. My freshman year, I was sleeping a lot because I didn't really stay up late doing homework, and then lately I have been, and now I just, all I want to do is sleep. The survey was actually completely random throughout all the grades at prep. Hmm. What amazes me is the difference a half hour of sleep can feel like throughout the day. Yeah, I always think... What's the difference between going to bed at 11 and 11.30, but I feel it in the morning? Yeah, I think it's just really what your body's used to. Now we know how much an average prep student is sleeping per night, but how much should they be sleeping? Well, according to Help Guide, high school students require 8 to 10 hours of sleep, while college students only require 7 to 9. Wow, the numbers we have are nowhere near that. Could you imagine sleeping 9 to 10 hours a night? I couldn't even imagine sleeping that on one night, let alone every single night.
overall, I think we got a lot of good pieces of information that hopefully help you guys and, and us with sleep going forward. Yeah, I hope I can use some of this to correct my bad sleeping habits in the near future. These interviews can help people realize that most people suffer from lack of sleep, but you can always make a change. Yeah, I think people should really start to focus on getting more sleep after hearing about these side effects. I know I will. Thanks for listening to our first official podcast about sleep. Catch us next week on The Pod Squad.